There we go. Time after time, I've done my sentence, but committed no crime. Okay. And bad mistakes, I've made a few. I've had my sentence in my. Okay, and unfortunately, legally, we can't actually go any further into the song than that. But um, you, you get the idea. It's, uh, it's "We Are the Champions" by uh, by Queen. Um, uh, uh, yeah, our lawyers said we weren't actually able to uh, play the part of the song where they. Uh, talk about being champions, um, but all the stuff about you know uh, being arrested but committing no crime is is uh, is okay. Um, because as Arsenal fans, we are persecuted on a daily basis. I think it's fair to say it is as though we are uh, we are uh, arrested without trial. We're basically living every day in Guantanamo, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I would say so. I, was, I, was, I thought yeah. you were gonna. Okay. I, I had a greeting. And, uh, I thought you were gonna greet me in. Okay, we're breaking the four four this week. I I'm going to come to that in just a second but I yeah I thought I'd I thought I'd kick things off a little differently this week um so that's uh, that yeah that was our our triumph <laughs> our incredibly triumphant uh, beginning to the episode this week um and I think you'll all agree it came together very well and was in no way uh, slapdash or last minute um and uh, clearly uh, Lawrence was adequately warned uh, of what was going to happen. Um, it's, it's junior funners, folks. It's uh, once again, uh, they, tried, they tried to stop us, but uh, we just keep on, uh, keep on doing our thing. We won't be told, you know, can't tell us nothing. It's, it's junior funners. It's the podcast where we talk about Arsenal and uh, we're feeling pretty smug this week. It's, uh, it's, it's your boys. It's, uh, it's me. It's Ollie. And it's Lawrence. Live long and prosper, Ollie. And live long and prosper, listeners. There we go. Is the is is the sort of long gaps in between where I finish talking and you yeah. start talking because of the? Is that like a lag or is it just you? Yeah, I think it's just, just a you? slight delay. I'll try and edit it to make it sound like we're ah well anyway. See how it comes out in post. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, for, for, for the first time in a while, it's, uh, it's good to be an Arsenal fan. We, uh, we won the FA Cup. Um, so I guess, well, we should probably get into our first, and we should probably, uh, talk more about that in our first segment, Arsenal News. So here's the first headline of Arsenal News. Fuck you, everybody else. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's the, that's the main headline here. Yeah. Yeah, we got two yeah, words everyone, for Everyone else needs to just get, get way down, get way, way down, and suck on it. Yeah. DX, suck it. Um, I can't show it on the screen. Exactly. Um, so we've, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's I, the listener can just imagine you uh, thrusting if you, your if, uh, if you know who DX are if you know who DX are then um, you're gonna you know you know yeah mm. there are great times great times uh, yeah DX are gonna give it to you 
famously. The, the, yeah, the uh, um, Sean Michael. But Scott yeah, League. so Arsenal have now won the FA Cup for a record 14th time. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? Nothing. Else. Doesn't matter now. <laughs> just hyping. Just, yeah. Yeah, like flavor flav, just going, yeah, boy. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> we are the best in the country. I mean, that's what the FA Cup means. It's a, it's a cup where every club in the country yep. takes part, and we're the best in the country. Uh, again, you know, it's back to the glory days. It's back to the Invincibles. I think, I, I think, you know, no one's going to mind me saying this was the Invincibles too. You know, I think, I think we're <laughs> yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah, the Invincibles too. Well, I mean. You know, I mean, not to not to put too fine a point on it, but we are, yeah, we are we are unbeaten. Uh, we were unbeaten for the whole competition exactly. of the FA Cup, exactly. much like the Invincibles were unbeaten for the whole of the Premier League season. Exactly. So this is it's exactly the same. This is the Invincibles it's, too. It's a one to one ratio. Everyone can, you know, we're not. Yeah, bantering. we're back, baby. Yeah. We're doing we're doing Invincibles too, and everyone everyone's loving it. Yeah. Well, I am. I think it was much more enjoyable. Because yeah. I didn't watch it, and uh, I had complete media lockdown. I uh, went out for a walk. Uh, I was not turning on the TV, not looking at the phone. And uh, although I had someone shout, it's one all," and I said, don't tell me the score. And uh, but that was it. And I just I was just stressing. I went and played <laughs> guitar. I went and did anything I could uh, to not watch or acknowledge it was happening. And mm. uh, it got to about 7.30. I was like, all right, hopefully it's not gone to extra time. And I looked, it was 2-1. It was 2-1 to Arsenal. We won. Aubameyang with the goals. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Everything just went to plan that day. I feel Yeah. I feel blessed. I feel I'm thankful for whoever, you know, God or the big electron for you atheists out there. Uh, I feel, you know, was, you know. All right. The uh, flying spaghetti the monster. The flying spaghetti monster, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I felt like, yeah. thank you. Our, uh, thank our you. Lord and Saviour, Elon Musk. Yeah, thank you, Elon Musk. Yeah, it was it was all him. Uh, mm. And his son, uh, X12AE. How's it go again? Anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, uh, Anemia. Anemia by tool. tool. Albums called Stinkfist. They They're going to call him Stinkfist at school. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Stinkfist. Stinkfist Musk. Um, yeah. St- we, uh, so we, yeah, we had very, uh, very contrasting experiences of the final. You avoided it entirely. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, we've got to admit, you, ultimately that strategy paid off. You know, we, we ended up, uh, ended up winning um, without, without, you know your your hoodoo yeah. hanging over the team. Yeah. Um. But I, I watched it in real. I watched it in real time. Um. And uh, yeah, it was uh, I, when Chelsea got that early goal. I just thought, oh, this is just how it's going to be. This is just this is the way the final is going to go. It's going to be like um, like it was in um, uh, Baku last year mm. in the Europa League final. Chelsea are just going to absolutely steamroll it um but yeah we found a way back into the game it was a very entertaining final i think for the neutrals it, it, it was a like a very uh 
what you call a, a, a classic FA Cup final, very end to end, both teams going for it, and it had had everything, you know, it had drama, it had you know, it's goals, chances, uh, you know, horrible injuries, uh, red cards, you know, fouls, uh, crazy, you know, stuff all over the place, and every every aspect of the of the game was uh, was was just nonstop, um, and. Uh, yeah, it, it, I, that that sort of newfound resilience um, defensively that we've been talking about so much over the last few weeks uh, paid off once again. You know, uh, <laughs> Granite Xhaka, uh, Granite Xhaka, and Danny Ceballos completely bossed the midfield for us. They they both looked really good. Um, all our defense had a, a really good match. It was interesting to see, obviously, the matchup between David Luiz and uh, Olivier Giroud uh, now on opposite sides from what they were last season. Um, and Giroud, yeah, wasn't really able to get into the match. I think he, he went off after about an hour or so, I think. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it, everything everything came together. Aubameyang took his chance. I mean, he, you know, he took the, the penalty and then that second goal was just sublime from his on his left foot. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, just just uh, uh, th- everything that we needed from from an end to you know our, our worst worst ever season, um, but we've capped it with a fourteenth FA Cup title, uh, which now means that we've won ten percent of all FA Cups that there's ever been. Um, that's it's been, that's where you want to go for one hundred and forty years. Um, we've won fourteen of them. Uh, well, exactly. The cherry yeah. on the cake was we knocked Spurs. Into they have to qualify for Europa League, so we effectively we came fifth, you know. Yes, we effectively came fifth. You may as well just yeah put us up yeah. to fifth. We came fifth. We qualified for Europa League automatically for the group stages. We came yeah. fifth. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's basically what happened. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's great. Great. So times. yeah, Spurs. Uh, Spurs season is going to start very soon, and then uh, yeah. Yeah, we've we've now this is our twenty fifth consecutive season in Europe, yeah. which is uh, insane, and also just like you know, barely got barely scraped through by the skin of our balls there um, somehow to, somehow to, we did to make it. But yeah, back in Europe means uh exactly yeah yeah. Uh, Mikel found a way, and uh, oh, let's get a can check going. It's uh, some Carlsberg uh, this week. It's a it's a midweek record. I'm taking it light. I I just had some Robinsons. Um, uh, I was, peach. yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, if, I mean, if they want to sponsor us, that'd be you know. It's I suppose we've we've passed what would have been kind of the like tennis season in Wimbledon. And Robinsons because Robinsons owns all of that, don't they? I said they, yeah. they sponsor all of Wimbledon and all that crap. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I was I, in keeping with the relevant branding for the FA Cup to get, see if you know to potentially give Arsenal some more luck. I was drinking Budweiser at the weekend, full disclosure. Um, and uh, yeah, again, if any beer companies want to get in touch to sponsor us, uh, we've no real principles or preference. You know, even uh, even Carl actually no Carling uh, Carling can fuck off. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll 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 plug Red Stripe. That's always a nice beer. I always like yeah a red stripe beer or um yeah I'm more of a, might be a bit too upmarket. Yeah. It sounds pretentious, but you know I'm more like I like cider. I I, I really like uh, be Thatcher's. Really, yeah, yeah. really takes the edge off. I was really worried would I have to drown my sorrows. I was like oh no, mm. 
it's good. Uh, but, uh, really, really, yeah. really, really was a a great weekend. I don't. I just. Oh, you never want it to end. It was such a lovely weekend. But, um, <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, yeah. It was. It was uh, from an Arsenal point of view. It really couldn't have gone any better. Um, it was. Uh, yeah. I mean, after that match, it was. It was great. So, you know. The reactions, everything. Aubameyang didn't give anything away in terms of his contract situation. Um, he said, you know, today's all about the, the trophy and whatever. Um, but yeah, Arteta seems to be more confident that he'll that he'll stay. I mean, I think it was a big part of it was hinging on this. Um, you know, if we were able to win and, and crucially get back into Europe, because I mean, that boosts our overall finances. It means we've got more of a transfer budget going into next season. And it, it means that we can, you know, effectively... I mean, I, I, I tweeted about it, but obviously... They can't do like the uh, customary open top bus tour around London with the trophy. So instead, what they should do is just uh, drive a big dump truck full of money up to uh, up to Aubameyang's house, yeah, um, to get him to stay because that's the that's the next thing going in the next season. They they need to uh, secure him at all costs, um, and it looks as though they've taken a step closer to doing that. So hopefully that that sort of seals that, it's- but we'll see. Um, it was also it was cool to see um, Emmy Martinez getting his moment in the sun. That was very nice. Yeah. After ten years at the club, I didn't realize he'd been there for quite that long. But ten years at the club, six different uh, loan spells out at different teams. Um, never had like a you know proper run in the side before, and yeah, he gets to uh, play in an FA Cup final and, and win. Um, and he, you know, you could see how emotional he was after the match and how much it meant to him. That was that was very cool. Um, good, nice moment for him. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's weird how things just happen like that. Like you think Bert Leno injured, you think Aldo. Oh, no, that's our season done with. And then you know he, he played a blinder. He's played a blinder the whole whole uh, since lockdown. I mean, remember that game against Frankfurt in Europa League where he had to came come in and he was he was mm. solid back then. I mean, that was the thing. He was like showing signs. Yeah, that way back, but um, you know, I don't know what happened with uh, Emery. All but... of those Europa League matches, yeah, he looked he looked very solid even then. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, if you want a backup keeper, you got to get yourself an Argent Argentinian, really, haven't you? Every all the big clubs got to have a backup uh, Argentinian goalkeeper. Man United has one. Yeah, uh, Chelsea has one. Uh, yeah, and Arsenal has one. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it used to be, uh, yeah, I mean, it used to be that the, I think, yeah, you, you'd want a German keeper, didn't you? I think that was like, that was sort of what, the, that was kind of the gold standard, um, but or, or a Spanish keeper. I mean, speaking of Spanish keepers, Ike Casillas announced uh, today that he's uh, finally retiring at the age of 39, um, having won pretty much everything there is to win in football. Isn't it? I mean, even, not just even at a club level, I mean, you know, internationally, he's won everything with Spain. Hmm. Yeah. Um I just wanted to bring back to uh we've won fourteen FA Cups and Aubameyang wears number fourteen. So it hmm. was it was I I thought I was a bit confused at first because I was like, why do I wear number fourteen? Are they all tr- are, Yeah. Are they all trying to like say he wears he wears fourteen right at Barmyang, doesn't he? <laughs> Does he wear fourteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. are they trying to like really like show how much they love him 
and say, we all love you, Obama, we all want you to stay. I didn't realise, oh, that's so many trophies we've won. So I've, I, yeah. I, it's weird how these things merge <laughs> like that. It can't be just a coincidence. It's got to be something behind I it. I think it, yeah. I think there was, there was a little bit of them trying to convince him to stay um, with with that. I think, it, yeah, it, it, it's, yeah, it, like you said, it lines up very nicely that he wears number 14 and they've won their, their 14th FA Cup because they, they were in the 14 with the um, uh, the slogan, always forward as well. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, he, what position does he play? He's a mm. forward. So it's, yeah, 14, always forward, you know, the use of the word always. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know, you're always, you'll always be an Arsenal legend, Pierre, like, you know, whatever, whatever happens, you'll always be an Arsenal yeah. legend. I think, so it's, I think uh, he's worthy yeah. of a statue at least. I think, I think they all, maybe they all, I mean, it, maybe the ones who, who are there, who, the ones who were there that day, not the other two that weren't, they can frick off. As far as I'm concerned. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I think... Aubameyang probably could get a, a statue. I mean, because, he, you know, he's he beaten Thierry Henry's record of um, whatever it was, 50 Premier League goals. Like, he, he's got there faster than Thierry Henry. Like, you know, he's, he's sort mm. of... If he does stay at Arsenal, he could... You know, within a few years, I mean, he could be kind of on the heels of those all those records that Henri set. Um, but it's again, it's whether he whether he stays or not. But yeah, I wanted. Um, um, what was also I, I I'm enjoyed. Just, sorry, I'm getting breaking news here that uh, how bad. Sorry, just getting breaking news here about how bad the uh, the new Man United kit looks, um, and it's uh, yeah, it's a stinker. It looks like a bus seat. <laughs> I thought um, as I thought our correspondent Chelsea, Tom points out. Sorry, I'm um, sorry. You, I'll talk about chits in a minute, but uh, I want to talk about what made it more fun was um, the uh, the uh, Mark Goldbridge, our favourite. I want to talk. I want to bring up Mark Goldbridge because I'm yeah rent free. Lives rent free in mm. my head. Um, he was doing the stream. I found out yesterday that he was doing. While he was doing his live stream after Arsenal scored as two one. Yeah, he cut the stream. He, he stopped. You sort of rage quit, I guess. Yeah, he stopped watching, and because and he used the uh, Kovacic yeah. red card, um, and he he got he got outraged at that. He's like, "I'm not watching this anymore. I'm going to spend time with my family." <laughs> the referee's ruined the game. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, uh, that's why you just you 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 were <laughs> you thought we were going to lose, and you can't handle yeah. it. It yeah. was that was quite fun. Yeah, that was when I found that out. Yeah. And there's another clip. Is ab- that is absolutely what it was. The fact that, yeah. There's another clip from oh, a couple, um, couple of weeks ago. The fact back. that Nicolas Pepe is going to win a. The fact that Pepe won a, a trophy in his first season and Fernandez won't. Yeah. He can't. <laughs> yeah. His little brain can't yeah. handle it. But there was a clip a couple of weeks ago where he was saying, you know, us aren't going to win the uh, win, uh, win the FA Cup. I was going to use that clip, but I don't know. I don't know if there's legality behind it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a, that was a funny clip that went around. He was basically yeah. saying, when, you know, Arsenal aren't going to win the Cup. You, you might, you'll probably beat Sheffield United, but you're not going to win the FA Cup. When you, if you ever come against us, oh, you're not going to win. Yeah. I love it. I love it when that happens. I love yeah. it when... Yeah, he's like, yeah, he says, if you have to... If you've got to play... <laughs> if you've got to play City or us or Chelsea, there's just no way. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah. well, I mean, we beat two out of those three. Uh, and in fact, you know, we have... We beat United... 
in one of Arteta's first matches. So this has been the uh, this has been the season yeah, where we beat Liverpool, and Man City, and Chelsea all within like what two weeks, something like that. Yeah, yeah, within like a two week span. Yeah, it's like it's crazy. It's like we've gone back in time. I can't. I've gone back in time and everything's. Anyway. It is like an Invincibles type of, yeah. Actually uh, being able to take on those uh, take on those big clubs and win comfortably. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't looked at United's kit just yet, but I'll uh, quick little googly shirt search there. Um, and, uh, but I thought Chelsea's kit looks pretty bad. It looks really boring, like bland, nothing to it. Like the new I don't think I've seen Chelsea's well, kit yet. They were wearing the, the the new kit. They were wearing um, on the final. Like oh, uh, re- oh, is that it? That's, oh, I didn't realize that was it. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's yeah. I suppose it was. Just, it's I don't really like I said. Well, clearly it didn't stick out enough for me to remember it. Anyway, I, so speaking of Goldbridge, he is. I saw on Twitter that he's very angry at Adidas for uh, manufacturing such a poor kit for United. He feels like they should be doing better. Um. Which is, which is really funny. Uh, just the idea of like, the, yeah, the the kit sponsor are like doing a bad job for the club by making an ugly kit. It's just, uh, it's yeah, disservice. Like they're somehow stitched United up. Like United don't have, yeah, exactly. Or like United don't have any say in how the kit looks. Like you know, like they like. Adidas wouldn't have submitted like you know early drafts or early ideas of what they were working on and. You know, the people at United wouldn't have been like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's just, you know, they, they, <laughs> somehow the idea that Adidas just, uh, you know, are just like, yeah, you get what you get, like, and be grateful for that, you know. Take it and fuck off. Like, it's just, just that they're just, yeah, that's that's it. They, 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 they do like, you know, they just toss off whatever first design comes into their head and then that's it. United are stuck with it all season. I like, I like Arsenal's uh, kit. That's quite nice. Nice. Uh... Very nice uh, collar, nice round. Collar. I like the cool, the new font they got like on the back of the for the numbers on the back. It's very metal. Yeah, very very. Uh, reminded me of uh, sort of. Uh, uh, oh, maybe that's the wrong band to use. Never mind. Take that back. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the band now. What were you going to say? No, it, 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 it's not it, lost profits. Is yeah, it? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Unfortunately, I was, uh, yeah. Um, never mind. I was gonna. I was gonna say it, it reminded me more of like a like an Iron Maiden type font, but yeah. It reminded me of the. Um, I remember that one of their albums where that they used that font. Um, that is a shame. Yeah, I, I I I know what you mean. Yeah, the was it start something? Yeah, that the something. Yeah. Uh, that is that's that is very unfortunate. Yeah, I, I can't I can't unsee that now. For fuck's sake! Ah, if there's a one thing, I don't know, but I don't know if that was just for the final or not. Uh, yeah, well, I think when it comes to Premier League, they uh, use a different font. But when it's uh, FA Cup or Europa League, they used a Adidas uh, font, kind of whatever. Thing. Yeah, but uh, the other thing, the real sort of. Uh, Minor complaint I have was uh, as as things on Twitter, uh, the lie gets uh, perpetuated, 
uh, even though it's completely not within any context or any truth to it. And uh, uh, Chelsea fans and United fans were making the comparison that when uh, Van Hal and Conte won the FA Cup, uh, they got sacked. Whereas uh, when Arteta wins it, he's like the best manager ever. And they say things like, oh, levels to this game. It's kind of a... What the fuck? But, <laughs> but, I, yeah, they, they'll find any minor complaint. Like, well, there was different expectations. Yeah, what point are they trying to make with... Like, Van Hel was yeah. brought in because they were supposed to win like the league and compete for Chebzig, and same with Conte. And there was other th- factors involved in why they were sacked as managers. Whereas Arteta has come in after the uh, yeah, mess also, of Emery. Was Conte... Yeah. And has gradually... Was, b- was Conte even that. sacked? I thought... I'd... Yeah, I think, I think he may have been. Cause, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Arteta's only... Yeah, he'd been at the club for I like thought, two I years. I thought Conte left. I thought he was... Because he... Yeah. I thought he left because he wanted... There was another... There was another job that he wanted or something. Um, maybe but, uh, maybe yeah, I'm um, not remember, but you're misremembering it. Uh, yeah, I thought he left rather than uh, rather than uh, getting sacked. But yeah, but there was like it's completely different context and entirely different factors of where they got sacked. Not because they won the FA Cup. That's the only similarity. Yeah, <laughs> they both won an FA Cup. Yeah, I mean it is. I mean we've talked about uh, we've talked about uh, Chelsea before in terms of how uh, it literally doesn't matter how well uh, you do as a manager at Chelsea. Like, it truly doesn't matter. Like, they've sacked managers that have won them the league. They've sacked managers that have won them the Champions League. Um, so it's like, if yeah, if Conte, Conte could have won the FA Cup and the league, and, you know, he could have won the league as well that season, he probably still would have ended up getting sacked uh, midway through the following season anyway. Um, if thing you know, if he had like a, if he had a run of bad matches or something, like it, it yeah, it, like it, in the context of Chelsea, it means nothing. And then, like you said, with United, it was like Van Gaal had been spending loads of money on players and then playing them out of position, falling out, with and them. they yeah. exactly, yeah. And then they, they, the Man United board clearly had Mourinho lined up, ready to go for a for a, what seemed like a while. Um, and they just, yeah, they chose that moment to, and I think that was a, that, that didn't they, Van Gaal found out he'd been sacked because one of the like journalists outside of the hotel told him, I don't think he'd even been told by the United board at that point, which is like, damn. Yeah. Really great organization they're running there. Nothing's a secret anymore in football, is there really? Like, I mean, rumors I've been hearing all day today have been about um, supposedly William is coming to Arsenal. Yeah. Three year contract or whatever and I don't know. Because they got the same like I can't I can't pronounce the agent's name. I can't remember who's like the same agent as Louise, David Louise and everything. Oh yeah. He's basically I think head of recruitment essentially at Arsenal now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um I can't remember yeah, that dude's name. I, I know who you mean, but I can't remember it. But yeah, uh, we've got a bit of breaking news here um, on top of the ugly United kit. Uh, Fulham are promoted to the Premier League. Uh, um, what having, a shame. Uh, 
I the, wanted to see <laughs> Brentford. I don't know. I, I, we wanted to see a different uh, club in the Premier League. Fuller. But yeah, Fuller. but not, I, oh. not, not Brentford, though. I, I, I I'm never, not a big fan uh, of Brentford. Okay. I know nothing of Brentford. I just... From a, a just a different club in the in the Premier League, but yeah, yeah, Fulham, I guess it is, and our yeah, one of these yo-yo clubs. Yeah, um, well, we'll see. I guess yeah. Now they got Scott Parker in charge, and he seems he's done a pretty good job. Um, well, I don't. It depends on who you talk to, I guess. I mean, I, I think a lot of people expected Ful- the way Fulham were playing for the majority of the season. I think a lot of people expected them to go up in the automatic. Um, promotion spots but they've come through the playoffs um they're gonna be back in the premiership and uh yeah we'll see see if they can stick around longer this time um i i quite like Fulham. i like scott parker as well i, I think it's just good that they've given him a, a chance there and they've stuck with him um given again fulham have got a bit of a reputation of going through managers um very quickly i think in the the season that they got relegated from the premiership they i think they went through was it three managers in that one season? Um, I can't remember any of the. It was a Serbian guy, I remember. Yeah. It was originally the manager. He looks like that guy. Yeah, the manager that looks like the bad guy from the first John Wick movie. Um, and then it was, was it Ranieri after him? Something. Uh, we have to look this up. Um, somewhere. I believe it was Ranieri after him. And then I think Scott Parker was um, kind of brought in as the caretaker and they got relegated and I think they, they gave him the job after that um, it's not owned by uh, Mohamed Al-Fayed anymore I, I missed that when uh... yeah the uh, yeah the um, to borrow a phrase from Donald Trump the strong and stable genius of Mohamed Al-Fayed um, building a big statue of Michael Jackson outside of the ground um, for no other reason than he's just friends with him. I mean, that is, that's some real like eccentric millionaire shit. You kind of got to take your hat off to that. I mean, that is, that's, yeah. You own a football club and then you decide to build a statue outside of the ground, not to any of the people that played for the club or managed the club or even worked there at any point. Um, just to one of your uh, insane, like rich buddies. Uh, that's, I mean, that would be, that's that's great. I mean, that's that's yeah. That's again some real kind of classic uh, nut bar millionaire stuff there. Um, yeah, I'm not sure who owns them now, but yeah, clearly, like I said, they're quite similar to the owners of Watford. They're quite trigger happy when it comes to uh, the hiring and firing of the managers. Yeah, but they're probably going to be another like Aston Villa. Probably going to be spending loads. It's a weird thing. I always don't understand with championship teams sometimes is like the team that gets them promoted ends up getting broken up and they buy a bunch of players who aren't part of the team and it doesn't work out and then they get relegated. It always seems to be I mean that's yeah, I mean that that sort of that brings us on sort of neatly to the next big uh news story that I think we've we've got to talk about is um Eddie Howe announcing that he he's left Bournemouth. Um uh, I mean that's an example of the exact opposite of, of what you're just talking about. I mean, yeah, the, the club that got, I mean, a, a lot of the, a lot of the team that got them promoted from league one to the championship, let alone from the championship to the premiership, um, was still playing in the side up to, up to this season. I mean, even, even players like 
Ryan Fraser, um, I think I think he was signed when the the club was still in League One, and you think like yeah, a lot of their a lot of the defenders, Steve Cook, Simon Francis, Charlie Daniels, all those guys, um, yeah, they they were all with the club through that um, through their couple of seasons in the Championship. I think yeah, so Eddie Eddie Howe uh, kind of took the opposite approach, sort of rewarded loyalty to to players that had um, kind of come through, and I think also because they they obviously already knew the way that he wanted to set up and play. Um, it made it easier than trying to, because I mean, I remember, yeah, when, when Fulham came up before they spent something like a hundred million quid on, on players and then immediately got relegated. And it's just like, I, <laughs> what is the point? That's, that's an insane amount of money for a newly promoted club to spend. And then it's just embarrassing to have nothing to show for it. You spent all this money building an entirely new team from scratch like you said, why not give more of the players that got you promoted a chance? Like yeah. you got to, you have to have being in the premiership does require, you know, there is, it is like a, it's a clearly it's a, it's a sort of separate level um, to, to the championship. But so you, you do, you know, you need to kind of uh, deepen the squad while you're playing in the premiership, but still, uh, yeah, uh, uh, more, more teams should do that. I think. Yeah. Pondering, wonder where uh, Eddie Howe could potentially go. You can always imagine it'd be somewhere like Everton. I can imagine like uh, Ancelotti seems to be a pattern with Ancelotti. He gets sacked after maybe a season and a half or something like that, and then they replace him with someone like Eddie Howe. I can imagine something like that happening, but maybe yeah. I I I think he'll take a break for a while um, because of how. Hardy's worked over the last sort of decade at Bournemouth doing, you know, kind of uh, achieving everything he's achieved there. That was like a real, a real labor of love for him, clearly. Um, and I think it's kind of, it, I, it, it's incredibly relatable. I think it, it, it does seem as though, um, like reading between the lines of his statement as to why he was leaving, it does seem as though he was just like, if I don't, if I don't get out now, I'm just going to be on this treadmill forever and I'm going to go absolutely sane. I'm just never going to get out. Hmm. Um, so I, 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 I completely understand that and I, I respect it very much. Um, his, his decision to um, use this as an opportunity, because again, you got to think like the championship season um, starts up. I mean, you know, in about a month's time, um, the number of matches that they've got to play, they've got to cram in, uh, basically two matches a week every week until the start of May and then if they make the playoffs they've then got to play those extra matches and then it'll be and then, you know then it'll be like it'll have like barely six weeks to um, get a premiership team together to start competing in the premiership again so there's like all that extra pressure after all this so it, I, I yeah like I said it just it would just never end for him so I kind of appreciate the fact that he's taking this opportunity to um take a step back from it all you know i guess he maybe lockdown gave him some perspective you know i think a lot of people have sort of realized that having us put into perspective uh, for a lot of people um how uh <laughs> unimportant a lot of uh a lot of quote-unquote your work actually is compared yeah. to you know spending time with your family or just um actually getting an adequate amount of rest for your body and your mind and stuff um so that, yeah, maybe yeah, if he wants to just take a year off, play with his kids, go on holiday, absolutely cannot blame him for that. So, um, uh, and it's you know, 
it's not like he's got nothing to show for it. Um, you know, that, that the, the story of kind of where Bournemouth were and what they did and what they achieved is it, unparalleled as far as I'm concerned. There, there won't be another team like that for a very, very long time, yeah. um, if ever. So good for Eddie Howe. Um, what a legacy. What a, what a, what a story. And uh, salute to, uh, to the Edster. I'll just use this bottle of deodorant. Yeah, we've uh, yeah we've just toasted um, toasted Eddie Howe. I've just taken a swig of my uh, my beer. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He should like grow his hair long, grow beard long, grow a long beard, and just grow his nails long. Just like go live on a middle of a mountain somewhere and just be like, you know. yeah, go full Howard Hughes <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he's become like a Twitch streamer or something. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then he just like he leaves messages somewhere in a bottle. He just drops yeah. it in the sea. Oh, it's from Eddie Howe. You know, it's some jumbled yeah. uh, cryptic message that only and Stephen Fletcher can decode. But Stephen Fletcher yeah. has been, you know, harboured away somewhere, unbeknownst to everybody, and we have It'll to be, find yeah. him. Before the asteroid hits the Earth, I don't know. He'll, a- uh, yeah, he'll send like four separate jigsaw pieces to like four of the coaching ex coaching staff of Bournemouth. So like Jason Tindall will get one, Steve Fletcher will get one, Neil Moss will get one, Alan Connell. Will, they'll they'll all get like a separate jigsaw piece, and then it turns out like when they put them all together, it's like a you know it makes a symbol, and it turns out like Eddie's trying to warn them about like you said like an asteroid or something or like a like an alien invasion like it's an independence day type thing and uh for some reason it's all of the all, <laughs> all the of the infinity Bournemouth players that eddie howe used to play with. it's like yes so infinity stones the, the infinity cherries they this yes they put all these cherries together and it forms this cherry tree that is going to Block out uh, a solar flare that could wipe out all life on Earth. Yeah, that's very yeah. That's probably what he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna write that screenplay. That's what he's gonna use with this. That's what he's gonna do with this time off. He's gonna write the yeah, the uh, the the. It's called the Cherry Tree, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's all about a <laughs> how, an ex football manager. How's Eddie gonna write it? I wonder how it's going to end. I don't know. Uh, How about you shut up? We'll we'll never show. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It'll just be me. No one wants that. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, What else happened? Um, So, yeah, we... Uh, Arsenal won the cup. Um, yeah, team Eddie Howe's left Bournemouth. Eddie Howe's left Bournemouth. Uh, it's going to be um, a nice, uh, nice break. Oh, the Champions League will be back. That would be nice to see uh, Chelsea go out of the Champions League against Bayern Munich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that'd be nice. Get that over with Champions League. I don't know who's going to win. Hopefully not PSG. Anyone but Man City his, might win it. Yeah. Yeah. Someone like Man City or it's gonna be like that. Liverpool won it last time and this time it's gonna be uh 
uh, Man City's turn. Yeah, finally the plucky little plucky little team that could uh, Man City finally get their uh, get their just reward. <laughs> finally, justice for being un- yeah. un- unjustly banned for nothing, done mm. nothing wrong. I've seen a lot of uh, us- for Man- the simple for the for the. The heinous crime of simply loving football. Yeah, we just love football so much we're willing to outspend everybody and buy every player we can, because we can. Exactly, yes. We can, uh, yeah, pay exorbitant wages uh, to players that are not going to earn that much money at any other club uh, and simply not use them. Uh, we can buy those players and uh, we can maybe them- start them in 10 matches during a season. We can label some under, you know, catering employment. It doesn't matter. They're all employees. I could just shift them around here and there. No one's going to know. Yeah, exactly. Bing, bang, boom. You know, I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, I think John Stones is uh, is listed on the uh, staff list as a boot boy. So I yeah. think yeah, he's not even he's not even in the first team. Um, so yeah, yeah. So good, good for them if they if they do end up winning it. I think that you know, they're they're obviously. Two nil, uh, two one up on aggregate against uh, Real Madrid, aren't they going into the second leg? Yeah. So um, see see how they get on with that. Um, yeah. So as, yeah, that's the other big thing is that, yeah, European football is uh, there is uh, there's just no let up. I mean, we're going to get so many injured players this coming season. Like it, you, we saw it a little bit in the FA Cup that you'd like you know two Chelsea players did their hamstrings um, mm. in in you know in the space of one match, and it's just like. There's just going to be so much of that now with the the amount of matches and the amount of like pressure on the players to stay fit, um, the amount of you know f- match fatigue and everything they're gonna they're gonna have to deal with. Um, it's gonna be a nightmare. Yep, and uh, there won't be any. <laughs> I was gonna be make a that's, that'd be a rather uh, arrogant remark to make. Uh-huh, it's not our team. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but it kind of is, isn't yeah, it? I mean, you know, yeah. we. Mustafi, you know, we we lost Mustafi yeah. in the, at the end of the semi final because he did his hamstring. Um, yeah, going to be a lot of, I think, a lot of players out with like knee ligament uh, injuries and uh, hamstring problems this coming season. So yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Screenshot this. We're going to be. Yeah, we're going to. We're so clairvoyant. I mean, um, keep the receipts. Keep the. Keep, Keep those receipts and, um, you know, but. And watch the skies. Yeah. D- don't look at the sun, though. No, do not look directly into the sun um, if you can help it. Sometimes you just need to, you know, and I get that, you know, everybody. There's a, the, there's a time when everybody needs to look directly into the sun. Uh, you, you can't really do much about that. But if you can possibly help it, folks, um, avoid looking at the sun wherever possible. Um, I mean, you just do what I do, and just I just don't go outside. Never go out, you know. I, I, yeah. I barely leave the house. Just wear factor one hundred if you like me. Yeah, you keep just, it pasty, folks. I, keep it pasty as fuck. I refuse to get a suntan. I mean, I'm not one of those normies who define themselves by their tan. You know, like oh look at me, I got a tan. Ooh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're uh, you got to keep that. Pallid complexion exactly. for, because uh, I mean you're you're trying to land yourself a, a big titty goth girlfriend. So exactly. that, that's you know they're never going to go for you if you're uh, if you're all tanned and orange. 
exactly. I don't want to look like Donald Trump when I'm trying to date. You know. Well, I mean that's that's the only incident that you. That's the only instance you you don't want to look like Donald Trump. Otherwise, you you know, because that guy's a hunk. You know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, he's yeah. Oh, he, he, it's a bit of a cliche, but he only got voted president because he's hot. Exactly. Yeah. Just a big walking pumpkin head guy. You yeah. Know? Um, and a big walking pumpkin ass as well. I mean, he's, have you seen the size of this guy's dumper? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fattest ass on any president he must, easily. He must wear nappies. He right? must. I mean, otherwise, what? <laughs> the physiology of the, his body, like, it, it, if it's not a nappy, then what is it? Because it's not. It's, no human is shaped like that. Yeah. It's like, or it could just be his weird posture. Because have you seen the way he stands? Yeah. Like, he does that weird thing where he sort of like. Stands with his legs apart and leans forward for some reason. I don't know if it's like I don't someone's know if it's taught like him a that. childish like pout, like because it's like he's got to talk to the press and he's like sort of pouting yeah. like a little kid. Where he's like, "What would you what what?" Yeah, I reckon it's someone's told him that that's like a power stance thing. Yeah. Like if you stand with your legs apart and like lean in, uh, it makes you makes you look more shared and more- alpha. Yeah, it means you seem more threatening, but really it just makes him, like you said, it makes him look like a big toddler because he just sort of, he's got his legs apart and then like he's got the top tiny half of his hands, body, his tiny the top half of his body is lent so much further forward than the rest of him. It's, oh, absolute total hunk though. What a babe. That's um, what eating nothing but McDonald's happen. That's what happens to you. I mean, that's what eating McDonald's hamburgers uh, will will do for your physique, and uh, washing it down with a hot cup of kofifi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's right, folks. We're the Daily Show now. <laughs> I do, I do love a, a McDonald. I'm, I'm, I'm loving that. I'm loving that. I had a, I had a McDonald's breakfast uh, for the first time in months uh, yesterday, and. Um, it was, I don't know, man. It was, it, it, I, it was, it was just, it wasn't the same, you know. It wasn't, it wasn't as I remembered it. I think partially, it might be possibly because they, they, they've had to like strip down their menu. They've had to like yeah. simplify the menu um, while the pandemic's going on. So some of the stuff I would have usually gotten, um, I wasn't, I uh, wasn't able to get because I normally get like I, I'm a big fan of the, um, like the breakfast wrap they do, which has kind of just everything in it because i'm a big i'm a big fat guy hmm. um and they, they're not you can get you can get it either with brown sauce or with ketchup i get it with brown sauce um but it's uh yeah the the tortilla wrap is a little doughy but everything inside it is uh you know can't argue with it you got your your sausage patty your uh, your bacon your cheese your egg uh hash brown oh. you know oh. everything everything you need it, it's oh. right and then you got a little little dollop of brown sauce with that cannot go wrong um, but like I said, it's not on the menu at the moment uh, during the during the lockdown. So um, I had to make do with some other stuff. Um, yeah, it wasn't it, it wasn't it, it 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 wasn't the triumphant return I was uh, I was hoping for. Our stripped down menu was we ordered a Big Mac meal, and they said we were stripped down. It just it just gave us nothing. It's just a bag. <laughs> we, we oh, that's that's unfortunate. Where to pay twenty quid? For free big backs, but there was nothing. It was just bag. Uh, it's just a it's just a, but yeah, we a, just, a big a Big Mac bag. I just with, had to get that McDonald's smell. That yeah, know, I just had to, that's what just it is. Smell the bag. We just smelled the bag. They waft, <laughs> they waft the grill into the bag uh, so that you get the uh, like the, the the grill air 
Um, I, thought, I thought there was like a little bit of crumb, like a chip, like a little French yeah. fry. Uh, ah, no, that's just fluff. It was just... Just bag fluff. But, uh, and then, uh, yeah. It was a nice smell, the re- though. The receipt just said, get out on yeah. it. It just said, ligma. And I was like, what's ligma? Uh, lick, lick my balls. The, the guy in the drive-thru speaker box was like, lick my balls, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man. And then somehow uh, somehow he drove away. Um, uh, like the the, the, the drive-thru speaker drove off. Yeah. he had uh, like, Which is the most confusing thing. He had a Rick and Morty sort of uh, pickle Rick thing hanging from his parcel shelf in the back of his car. It was like, funniest, funniest uh, thing I'd seen. Yeah. Pickle, pickle yeah. Rick. That reminds me of that, um, I think it was a Tumblr post from a few years ago. I saw it uh, being posted on Twitter a while ago. Um, someone was they, they, they did this Tumblr post about a dream they had where um, there, was this McDon- there was this advertising campaign for McDonald's where it was just, uh, <laughs> just the words, we have it in like really big letters and kind of big ominous writing on like billboards and stuff. It just says, we have it. So this guy went to the McDonald's drive-thru and said, <laughs> he just said, uh, can I have it? And then there was a pause. And then uh, his voice came back at, out of the drive-thru speaker saying, are you sure you're ready? Uh, and then he just, uh, the guy just screams and drives away. And it was just like, damn. That's, that's, normally when someone tells you about their dream, it's like, that sucks. That's really boring. I could not care less. But when I read that, I was like, that's pretty cool. That's like more interesting than most Black Mirror episodes. Hmm. It's you a lot ever, shorter as well. You ever have those dreams where you're like, you're fighting someone, but it's like you can't move your body because you're dreaming. So you're like, you can't move. You're trying to fight someone in your dream. You can't move your body. You ever had that? I've had. Um, not so much where I've actually, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I have, I, I had a dream where I was, um, but in the, in the dream I wasn't. So in the dream I wasn't me. In my in the dream I was um, the uh, uh, heroin addict uh, brother from the haunting of Hill House, um, and I. Um, so it's like it kind of made sense in the context of the dream that I was like strung out on heroin. Um, and I couldn't fight this. Uh, I, I think I was, I was getting into a fight with my father-in-law or something. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I went to go, uh, went to go, f- like you know, take a swing at him, but I couldn't move any of my limbs properly because I was all fucked up on uh, on on H. And then I wake up, big piss stain on my. Oh, not again! And my and my my freaking pillow's gone as well. <laughs> I've I've eaten my pillow and pissed my pants <laughs> yeah. again. Oh God, it's just the worst. It's like, Mom, I've done wet my bed again. Yeah, <sighs> and, and someone ate my my pillow. Um, so that's all about that's about all there is for football, right? That's uh, that's yeah. How do we, how do we get on to any of that? I don't even I don't anyway. Know, streamer consciousness. Yeah, Ooh. streamer consciousness. Because uh, we're we're streamers, um, well, not really. We're podcasters, but you know, um, yeah. So I think that, that yeah, there's nothing else football related. To t- I mean, there's some transfer stories, but I mean, by the time people hear this, they won't be 
stories anymore, really, will they? I mean, the the, the Sancho, the the long long uh, the, the sort of long gestating uh, Sancho deal um, appears to be going ahead. Although Dortmund have Dortmund have given the deadline of the tenth of August. Basically, if they can't get the deal agreed by the tenth of August, then Dortmund have said it's not going to happen. Um, but that all seems to finally be happening. So. Uh, Goldbridge gets his wish yeah. and uh, United um, the league is pretty much theirs as I understand yeah. it if they if they sign this 20 uh, year old striker um, so they, they're going to be paying installments oh, ha, ha. all of a sudden they're paying installments now and, and uh, like where they were making fun of, of us for ah. Nicolas Pepe like initially it's going to be like I was going to say yeah when we when we did that for Nicolas Pepe it was it was a joke oh, and it was, banter, uh, yeah, banter club it was um, but now they're doing it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. How bizarre. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. And then uh, I think the other the other big one is that uh, that uh, Theron Torres is uh, is gone to City. Um, yeah. Young winger from uh, Valencia. So. Uh, he's very highly rated, I'm sure. Uh, well, uh, I've no idea how. City. I've yeah, never he seen very well at City or. Uh, I've never seen what he's like, so I don't can't possibly say. Just whatever. Yeah, outside of his football manager stats, uh, I've, I, yeah, I have no real context. Weirdly enough, the the football manager game I'm playing at the moment, I'm managing Bournemouth, and it is the it's the. Uh, 2029 to 2030 season. Oh, man. So we're 10 years on from where we are at the moment. And uh, weirdly enough, Ferran Torres uh, currently plays for Bournemouth in that uh, yeah. in that game. So, yeah, what a um, you know, take from that what you will. So we're going to um, take a, a brief break in the action here. And uh, we'll be back with uh, more content for you little piggies to uh, lap up. Out of your uh, out of your big stinky trough, won't that be nice? So, uh, be right back. And we're back. I uh, hope you enjoyed those uh, important messages from our sponsors. Um, so this uh, this next up, we're gonna we're gonna try and uh, get some resolution on a uh, on a segment we attempted a couple of weeks ago. Um, where uh, we uh, took a quiz to uh, attempt to find which Fleetwood Mac member Lawrence is. And uh, if uh, anyone that listened to that episode recalls, um, we got, we got bamboozled. Um, we, uh, we, yeah, we, uh, we got got, they, uh, they, they, they had us over, over a dang barrel and that barrel was uh, going over the, uh, the, the, uh, via the Niagara Falls there. Um, and so, uh, it, yeah, that that quiz uh, was a big uh, a big zero, big waste of time. But I found another quiz, um, courtesy of Quiblo.com. and this is uh, uploaded by uh, someone called Just Another Music Lover. Um, so, we're, yeah, we're going to do this is a much shorter quiz than the other one. Um, so, we're going to yeah, we're going to do this, and we're going to find out once and for all which Fleetwood Mac member Lawrence is. Lawrence, are you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So, question number one. Uh, <laughs> which music genre do you like? 
seventies, uh, eighties, today's hits, two thousands or nineties. Um, none of those are really genres, but uh, which I guess which era of music do you like out of those? Uh, go, I'll go seventies, seventies, seventies. Yeah. Okay. Um, when it okay, this is clearly uh. Yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> so the question number two is more or less the same as the first one. Uh, when it comes to music, what do you like to listen to? Uh, pop, grunge, rock, country, or disco? Uh, it's about rock. I don't know, it's boring, but just I'm just trying to get through the question. I'm interested to know which member of Fleetwood Mac uh, comes under the grunge category there. I think I, Lindsay. I, I'm gonna say they... Lindsay. I'm gonna say Lindsay Buckingham. I really? What do you mean grunge? Well, he's he's I kind don't... he kind of like after rumors he like cut his hair off and tried to be more punk. You know what I mean? He tried to. I know. Yeah, he sort of. But I don't know. He strikes me as more kind of country than I don't know. But uh, he is uh, he is kind of he is kind of cunty. Uh, yes, famously. I mean, he's yes. been kicked out several times. I mean, once you've been kicked out several times, I mean, maybe... well, Fleetwood Mac, no less. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that band is you know famously a train wreck. So if they can't, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so which? Uh, <laughs> okay, number three. Which is your all-time FM couple? Uh, FM stands for Fleetwood Mac. Um, so yeah, which is your your all-time favorite Fleetwood Mac couple? Uh, uh, Nick Vai, uh, Stevie and Christine, um, Buckingham Nicks, Christine and John, no clue what their ship name would be in brackets, or uh, Mick V, Mick Vai, Mick and Christine. Um, I'll just go Buckingham Nicks because uh, they did a good uh, before they joined Flew and Mac, they made a good, uh, good, uh, Album together, you should check it out. It's just called Buckingham Nicks, I think. Mm. Uh, uh, I think that's what it's called. I have to check, but yeah, it's just. Cool. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah, they were a uh, they were a duo before they before they joined the band. Um, given the opportunity to meet one member of Fleetwood Mac, just one, who would it be? Lindsay, Mick, Stevie, Christine, or John? Uh, I'm gonna say I can say Mick, Mick Fleetwood. Okay, he does seem probably the chillest out of uh, out of all of them. Um, you're given, uh, uh, well, okay, you're given the opportunity to go anywhere. Where would it be? I just want to highlight. Um, your is spelt uh, Y O U R. You're given the opportunity. Opportunity is spelt. O p p e r t u n i t y. Um, I think yeah, this site is sort of mainly for like uh, like you know teens and mm-hmm. uh, like you know sort of like yeah young preteen kids avoiding doing their homework or whatever. Um, so yeah, won't, won't go in too hard on uh, on the spelling here. Um, so yeah, you're given the opportunity to go anywhere. Where would it be? London, England, Phoenix, Arizona, Booth in Lancashire, England. The United Kingdom or Palo Alto, California? Um, I'll just say London because uh, it's not far, only a couple of hours. 
Zealand. You sure you don't want to go to United Kingdom? I mean, you could go to uh, both London and Booth. Well, I just narrow it down. Let's go London. Go London. London, London okay. mate. London, mate. I don't know. Right. Okay. So we're going to submit the answers here and see uh, which one. Okay. Wow. So, um, so before we reveal the results, who, who do you think you got based on those? I mean, clearly, again, you know, guess- we're dealing with a. A, a child uh, that's that's composed this quiz. We're not going to get any um, any sort of choice answers out of left field. We're not going to get Peter Green or Danny Kerwin or, or uh, whatever. You know, any of your other uh, kind yeah. of early early favourites. Uh, I'm going to say Christine McVie. Christine McVie. Okay. Um, and who do you want to get? Who would who would you want out of the out of the sort of classic five, the big five? I well, I personally, yeah. You know, I would, I would probably have, uh, want uh, Stevie Nicks because who wouldn't, you know, who wouldn't? Yeah, she's she's got uh, she's got something about her, isn't she? She's got the she's got the she's vibe. Got, she's got this magnetism. Yeah. Well, Lawrence, uh, I've got some good news for you. Your results are in, and uh, you are Stevie Nicks. Oh, um, wow! Says here, you know how to rock a little, even if the room is on fire. What? You know how to rock a little, even if the room's on fire. You're a street angel who's in trouble in Shangri-La, which is too far from Texas. Everybody loves you, and maybe love will change your mind. Hmm. Um, so that's obviously a sort of mishmash of different uh, lyrics there. But uh, yeah, so we can finally close the book on which Fleetwood Mac member you are. Uh, we know for I certain know. that you're Stevie Nicks. Good. It's good. I am very happy with that result. I hmm. think I'm going to use this to DM her and say, hey. I am you. I did this quiz. I'm you. So uh, looks like we got a lot in common. We got something um, in common here. Um, if you, uh, you know, if you got any spare feet pics you want to send me, haha. <laughs> only joking. Uh-huh, unless, JK. unless, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure she'd take up. She seems like a, you know, chill person. You know, she's. Just, you know. I mean, she absolutely doesn't, but she does. <laughs> she, she seems cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Maybe if I. Pretended I had some cocaine, but it was actually some orange sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you know uh, she's a connoisseur. Um, <laughs> she's pretty much a, a like a you know a cocaine sommelier at this point, so she yeah. probably figure it out pretty quickly that it wasn't real uh, blow. But I don't know. Maybe by that point you'd have struck up a conversation and she'd just want to hang around. Um, I'd have thought it would get to the point where her nose probably doesn't work, so she could just she could snort like a you know. You might need to like, yeah, and it mix it in with a <laughs> mix it in with a ready break or something, yeah, um, just so she could, yeah, get it, get it, get it down. Um, okay, so we're gonna do a, a couple more quizzes here because, uh, like I said, this website, I, I mean, I doubt it's used very much anymore, but this is, like I said, this is this this strikes me as like prime kind of. Uh, late 2000s uh a late 2000s website where like i said you know bored teens would create quizzes for each other and probably start arguments um <laughs> over um i can imagine a lot of like myspace and early um sort of late myspace early facebook drama uh happening over over quizzes that are created yeah. on here um so uh, I'm gonna do this is a this is a, a very short one that we've got next. 
Um, this is uh, two seconds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. So uh, this quiz is entitled, uh, in all caps, Pick a Door, followed by 21 exclamation marks. Um, okay. So um, it's created by Savvy Loves You. Um, and uh, <laughs> her location is listed as Stalker, question mark, New Jersey, United States. Um, so... Uh, probably a, a, I would say a very, a very highly hinged uh, quiz is clearly what we're in for here. Someone that uh, is, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, real, real, uh, real reasonable. Um, okay, so the description of the quiz here is okay. I was really bored. Lol. Smiley faces rock in all capitals, uh, followed by a smiley face. Um, so. Lawrence, we've got uh, five choices here. We've got door one, door two, door three, door four, or door five. Uh, that is the only question for this quiz is uh, which door you want to open. Oh, let's go with door four because it rhymes. Door four. You don't want me to? Do you want me to go over your options again? <laughs> yeah, better bakes. Yeah. Okay, just in so, case. Uh, firstly, we've got door number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, following that, you've got door number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, third up is door number three. Right. Um, following that, in the fourth spot, we've got uh, so far your your favourite option of door four. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the rhyming couplet. Right, right, right. And then, lastly, rounding things out, following door four, we have door five. Ah, right. Um, okay. So okay. We, we should really put like a like the a music bed under this, like the, yeah. the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music. That do 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 do. Guitars in the other room. Oh no, I could have done that. Um, uh, uh, I'll go with door four. I'll phone a friend, but the, 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 the door four. Door, door, door four. four. Right. Okay. S- submitting your answer now. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, are you ready to find out what's behind door number four? I hope it's something good. Well, depending on on your uh, on your perspective, it might be. So, uh, if you open door four, uh, it says you end up at a Star Trek convention, and in this is all in capitals, you die of the lack of cool people. Ah, that's so, so typical. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Lawrence. You are you've died from uh, not being around enough cool people. Um, so R.I.P. to Lawrence. Uh, died doing what he loved. Uh, being at a, a Star Trek convention surrounded would, by nerds. I would love to go to a Star Trek convention, actually. I've actually, I've, I've been to a, a couple of, uh, uh, like, not Star Trek specifically, but I've been to a couple of, um, like, sci-fi conventions. Um, they are a lot of fun. It's 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 quite cool to see, you know, um, the kind of, the nicer side of, uh, you know, nerd culture and fandom. You know, a lot of people that are all together just because they like something. Yeah. They put a lot of effort into their, you know, their costumes or whatever, and it's it's all kind of it, it truly is people from all different walks of life. I remember, like going to the the London, the London Film and Comic Con a few years ago, and it was like seeing people of like you know, like, it's like uh, I remember seeing like an Indian guy dressed as Daryl from The Walking Dead, and he looked fucking cool. And uh, you know, you see like yeah, like trans people and stuff all dressed up as, as different things. It's, like I said, it, it truly like every single type of person from every single background. 
uh, is all there because they really like something. So actually, Savvy loves you. Um, this is quite a reductive idea that you've presented of Star Trek. Exactly, yes. And convention culture in general, I think you, you should probably, um, yeah, maybe rethink, rethink option number four there. Um, so we're going to move on to uh, to the next quiz. This one's a, a little more in depth. We've got I think there's seven questions in total for this one. Um, but this is uh, I'm very interested uh, to find out more about this because uh, I know nothing about the subject matter, and I have a feeling uh, you know probably about as much as I do. We're going to find out which Vampire Diaries character you are. Right. Never. Okay. What's that? Uh, film or is that a TV show? I believe it's a TV show. Um, I right. think it Vampire sprung Diaries. up in the wake of uh, True Blood. I think the, the success uh, yeah. of the, the TV show True Blood uh, meant that there were quite a lot of kind of uh, very similar, like sexy vampire shows. Mm. I mean, I think True Blood only sort of became a thing because, you know, they wanted to make like a like a Twilight for adults where, you know, they actually like yeah. fuck and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think Vampire Diaries is like a sort of knockoff of a knockoff uh, of that. So, um, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to find out uh, which Vampire Diaries character Lawrence is. So, uh, so, along the way, I'm assuming we'll find out a bit more about the Vampire Diaries. Um, so, number one, when you see an evil vampire, what do you do? Quite a few options for each question here, so uh, bear with me. So, when you see an evil vampire, what do you do? Worry that I'm not strong enough and die. <laughs> Okay, uh, get prepared to die, but try to fight. Uh, kill them, duh. Uh, faint, get others out of danger. Laugh, I'm not the one being attacked. Uh, I am the evil vampire. Or finally, make a spear and try to kill them and save everyone else. Uh, let's, let's go with that last question, because I think it combines um, in, 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 in ingenuity and uh, practicality yes and yes. your your natural uh your natural heroism as well your instinct yeah. to uh, to try and defend everybody else around you um if you <laughs> okay I, I don't understand what the hell this next question is if you were a vampire you would be able to turn into a eagle uh, an angel, because I would die while being a vampire and become one. A crow, a bluebird, a cat, like I wouldn't be a vampire. A kitten, or a dog. Uh, I'll go go crow, because uh, okay. smartest bird in I mean, the world, or whatever. Smartest of all birds, the crow. Is it? Yeah, that's true. They can like remember mazes and stuff, can't they? Yeah. Um, this seems to sort of, I mean, those choices seem insane to me because it flies in the face of everything, uh, everything I know about vampires in that they famously turn into bats. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing in the, like the, the vamp, the vampiric law within the vampire diaries means that you can just, <laughs> you can just pick an animal to turn into, I guess you just decide to turn into whatever you want. Um, like that's a power that vampires have. I, I don't know. Is it you've got? Is it like a? 
is it like a uh, his dark materials demon type situation where you get assigned an animal i i don't know this mm. whole thing seems insane to me um anyway you're you're going with crow yeah cuz they're so cool and metal crows right. are so metal they are pretty metal uh okay number 3 what's your favorite style jeans and button up t-shirt uh, spaghetti straps, short shorts, and flip flops. Leather jacket, black pants, and t shirt. Sweatpants and girly shirt. Skinny jeans and shirt. Low cut, strapless shirt and skirt. Something old fashioned or jeans and a t shirt? Um, let's put something old fashioned. Because, you know, I'm so ahead of the time. Okay. That something I'm, classic. I'm a. I'm ahead of the time, but behind the curve. So, yeah. You're gonna wear like a, a like a, a, a Jacobean ruff and a cod piece or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I see nothing wrong with that. Okay. Um. No, man. No, bring it back. It's vintage. Yeah. Uh, number four. When were you born? Uh, the mid 1500s. Uh, born when? Because I've like died several times, and when you come back, you could say I was born. So which time? Uh, a long time ago. Why do you care? Whoa, whoa, why do 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 you 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 want to 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 know? Uh, recently, get away from me, you brat! Back in BC times before you were born. Um, month, day, year. I, I don't really know why that last one. Let's Maybe say uh, a, another let's, option. I don't let's know. say fifteen hundreds, because it's a, a century that I've always been interested in. Fifteen hundreds. Big, uh, big Tudor's head. Yeah, big Tudor stan. I am big, uh, big into the Tudors. Really, yeah, big Tudors, Tudor stan, War of the Roses, all of that. Yeah, love our. Uh, uh, monarchy. War of the Roses. Then I, I don't know. Yeah, that was like Richard the Third. That was a couple centuries before. Anyway, blah 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 blah. Uh, whatever. You sure you don't you don't want to pick one of the options that's a full sentence? <laughs> you don't want to pick one of the really long. Oh, uh, let's go answers. with the why 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 do 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 do. Let's go with that one. The why 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 do 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 do. Okay. Yeah. Every every single word is stammered at least three times. Um. Okay, number five. Oh, this is an interesting one. We're getting to some drama here. Uh, your past boyfriend, girlfriend, dot, dot, dot. Sob, stop it. You're making me cry. Uh, is now my BFF, but I hope I am... N- what? I hope I never... Okay. Is now my BFF, but I hope I, I never... Oh, Jesus Christ. I hope I never am hurting their feelings. That's a weird way to put that sentence. Um, well, let me show you. She slash he was hot, but then they turned out to be evil. And well, I had to stop them. Um, never had one. Is still with me. We are life partners. And then in brackets, it says, aww. Um, uh, which one? Uh, I killed them when they got boring. Uh, and then finally got broke up with me and I may never be the same. Exclamation mark. Let's go with the one where... They turned out to be evil, and I had to stop them. Right. Yes. Uh, the 
really long answer. Uh, well, let me tell you, she, he was hot, but then they turned out to be evil, and well, I had to stop them. Um, okay. Number six. In one word, you are sweet, beautiful, scary but hot. That's not one word, but it describes me. Uh, meek, tough, fabulous, evil. Uh, that's in all capitals with three exclamation marks after it. Uh, or finally, kind. Uh, let's go with uh, kind. <laughs> kind, okay. Let's just go with kind. I'm and a kind, the, the ethical kind vampire. Who, uh, yeah. yeah, you don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. Um, seems like there's enough, uh, yeah, there's enough of uh, capital E evil vampires already from, from this mm. quiz. I've got to say, I'm not really learning a lot about the vampire diaries from this quiz. It seems yeah. like there's a lot of, uh, a lot of evil vampires. And uh, like I said, I assume they'd all be fucking each other. And it looks as though that's the case. But yeah, really not learning a lot about the, uh, you know, what happens in the show or anything. Um, okay, finally, uh, what's your favorite monster? Ugh, I'm a vampire already. Uh, it doesn't matter as long as I can still love my vampires. Uh, vampire, and if you kill me, I'll kill you. Which, um, you got it wrong. I like to learn about monsters, but I don't actually like them. Werewolf, Kitsune, uh, or none, they are all bad. Uh, let's go werewolf. Werewolf, I think, yeah, that's the closest one to Bigfoot, isn't it, yeah. from, from that list. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, submit, the, uh, submit the answers here, find out what we've got. Um, if you had to just take a stab in the dark, what would be, I mean, just guess at what a Vampire Diaries character might be called, and, uh, uh, you know, where would Something like uh, uh, Brad or Jace or... J- um, Fadley, Kyler, something like something like Ky- Tyler, Kai, Tyler, Strench, Strench, Chip. Yep, A very nineties sort of teen name. Chip. Here comes yep. Chip. Um. Okay. So you've got uh, you're not far off with a lot of those answers. Uh, you got Damon. Ah, oh, right. ah is is part of the answer. Damon. Ah. Uh, it says here, you are my fave character. Oh, you are great. evil and protective and mysterious and yep. hot. Oh, well, you. if you're a girl, you're pretty. Um, great. But, uh, yeah. So pretty much everything we already knew about you. Uh, you're evil and protective and mysterious and hot. Uh, you know, that's that's all anyone that listens to this show knows that you're all of those things already. Yeah. That's nice. That's very good. I, these quizzes really... You know, they're like, are you sure, like, there, there isn't, like, some magical AI behind it all just knows me so well, you know? It does feel that way. The questions are just so insightful, yeah. you know? It's, um, like, it's like you know me. It's like the Alexa in the... Yeah. It's like you There's, know like, an insane me? amount of... There's, like, 46 comments under this thing. Jesus Christ. These freaks love the Vampire Diaries. Anyway. Um, right. That's that's enough of that. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some other stuff now. We're going to talk about some uh, things that we like and make some recommendations in cultural appropriation. Uh, so yeah, like I said, we're going to 
talk about some stuff that isn't football related for a bit. I mean, we've talked about quite a lot of stuff that isn't football related so far, to be honest, but whatever. Um, yeah, Lawrence, what do, what do you got to recommend to the folks at home? Well, I would like to recommend, uh, I'm going to say f- f- at least three things, I think. Uh, music, music. Uh, Django Reinhardt was a yes. jazz kind of, might I say sort of gypsy jazz guitarist in the 30s, I think, 30s. I think things around man yeah and uh he was a very good guitar player despite having um lost the ability to use his third and fourth finger on his left hand in an yeah. accident of some kind so he could only use his index and middle fingers but he could play very very well as very great stuff uh second thing I'd like to recommend is a Bigfoot uh film that came out during the 70s um it's kind of a it's a, other than Harry and Henderson, it's probably the only Bigfoot film that I would recommend. Uh, Legend of Boggy Creek. Not Legend of Boggy <laughs> Creek 2, but Legend of Boggy Creek, because right. it's kind of low-budget B-movie kind of thing, but you know, it's set in um, Falk, Arkansas. I keep saying Arkansas, but apparently it's Arkansas. Yeah, I always got confused by that. It's, it, it's Yeah, Arkansas, but it's spelt... Arkansas. And, I remember um, when I was younger, and I've only I'd only ever seen it written down. I thought it was Arachnus, yeah, uh, which sounds a lot cooler. There was supposedly a Bigfoot creature that people were encountering in this place called uh, Boggy Creek, which is an actual place. Falk is an actual place, and uh, yeah, it's a film that sort of it's like a documentary-ish, but with reenactments. And it's a little bit over dramatized, I guess, but uh, yeah, it's it's a fun kind of B movie. It's probably second best Bigfoot film there is. Well, to Harry and Henderson's, it's what you're gonna get. And um, yeah. thirdly, I've been funny enough. We've been talking about Star Trek, and uh, I've been really sort of getting back into Star Trek lately. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, been watching a lot of uh, Next Generation. It's been on TV, so I would like to recommend uh, Star Trek Next Generation. If you yeah, Next time. Generation rules. Uh, give that a good watch. It's a really, really great show. Really great stuff. Really used to watch it when I was a kid, and I you know just just love it. There just- is actually a uh, yeah. There's a there's a uh, crossover here with uh, something else we talked about during the show. Um, I believe Mick Fleetwood is in an episode of uh, The Next Generation. He has a yeah. non-speaking role as uh, like a big weird fish alien. Um, uh, the, you, I think he's got like a big prosthetic head on, so you can't actually see that it's him. But uh, but yeah, I believe that yeah, Mick, Fleet, Mick Fleetwood is in an episode of uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. So yeah, that kind of uh, pulls everything together nicely. I mean, I like the original Star Trek as well, but. I I grew up well watching Next Generation and everything. Uh, yes, I just got back into watching it again because it's been on TV in the evening. So, yeah, go watch it. It's on. Uh, you can see it on the Horror Channel at uh, seven o'clock, and you can see it on Pick TV at six o'clock. It's kind of weird how they put it on on one channel at six yeah. and another channel at seven o'clock. But you, on the horror channel, they put on the original series at six, and then Next Generation on at seven. But 
that's TV. neat. That's so you can watch. So you can, yeah, you can, uh, if you've got, uh, yeah, you can record whichever one you miss out on. Yeah. Or, or uh, some, a lot of those channels have like a plus one channel, don't they? So you can, yeah. You can have like a full uh, full three-hour Star Trek sesh um, yeah. if, uh, if, if that's what you're into. That might be a little much, three whole hours. But um, yeah. Yeah, next generation rules. That's uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's uh, a lot of fun. Um, Patrick Stewart, sort of, you know, being Jean Luc Picard, and you know everybody else, the whole gang. You got your your Data, your Geordie LaForge, your uh, Counselor Troy, um, Commander Riker, the famously horny Commander Riker, and another uh, fun. I think I've mentioned it before. Uh, I don't know if Maya, but Jonathan Frakes did some narration for a thing called the Bigfoot Recordings, which are kind of dodgy. <laughs> if you look at the backstory of these people that supposedly recorded these sounds of Bigfoots making all these weird sounds, chatter noises, it's kind of dodgy. But nonetheless, <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting to listen to, even though it's kind yeah. of silly. It's just weird stuff that, I don't know. There seems to be like a, yeah, there's a... Uh... What was that? Uh, Leonard Nimoy had like he was he hosted like a show about yeah. like in search of uh, Bigfoot, which is actually quite it. yeah. it's actually quite cool. It's actually great. I like quite like that. You should. Watch. I've heard that it's pretty good. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's some sort of weird thing where it's if you appear on Star Trek, you're just obligated to uh, host a program <laughs> about Bigfoot. Uh, I don't know what that is. It's weird, but yeah, it's I cool. Can't that imagine all those like guys. Jonathan Frakes. I don't know where he got this, and it was just like. So I'm supposed to read this. He probably didn't know anything about it, but he was just well, no, because he also hosted that show, the the fact or fiction show. You know, it yeah. became like a big meme last year, the fact yeah. or fiction show, where it was like it was like an unsolved mysteries type thing, where it was like you know they'd show you like a reenactment of some weird shit, and then you'd have to guess whether it was real or fake, and then he'd be like, yeah, you know, again, famously the meme, it'd be like total fabrication, should, never happened, made it up, pure fiction. Yeah. We made it up. You're wrong. Um, this time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's just yeah. I, there's something about those Star Trek guys. You just have to you have to go on to host one of those sort of weird, unexplained mystery shows. Uh, I don't know why. Um, so I'm related. Yeah. I'm related to, to uh, Star Trek, but another '90s TV show. When uh, he did Superman and Dean Kane. Yes. He did a show called Hundred the Million Dollar Bounty Bigfoot. Bigfoot Bounty, which is pretty, <laughs> it was probably one of the worst Bigfoot reality shows. It's pretty bad. It's I great. don't see how. It sounds brilliant. It's, it was, it was so bad. It was terrible. I thought uh, you were going to say, talking of like, you know, like 90s TV, big 90s TV shows, I thought you were going to mention the, um, oh, God damn it. What was that show called? It was like the, the magician, the masked magician or whatever it was. Like, like, you know, it, oh, yeah. that magician that like showed everybody yeah. how magic tricks are done. And it was, it was narrated by, um, Mitch Pileggi or Pileggi or whatever his name is. The, the guy uh, from, uh, fucking the X-Files played, uh, mm-hmm. what's his name? Uh, God damn it. What's the guy's name? The big, the big bald guy who's like, <laughs> like he's like super jacked, but they yeah. he, he I know who just you mean. wears like a shirt and tie all the time. I know who you mean. Um, there was another one I remember. Wrestling's greatest secrets revealed, and they had the guy who did the voice of the cat on Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. 
Oh, uh, Nick Bakai. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, everyone knows that these movies are fake. And he's like, you think he's, <laughs> he's like, you think he's hitting it with a chair, but he's not. <laughs> you think this is a real table? It's actually could just compressed wood. He's that like, is oh, very funny God. that they managed to get a whole, a whole show out of explaining that wrestling is fake. That yeah. is, uh. If you thought this I, was real, you're probably. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, like, it, it just aimed purely at children. I mean, yeah. you would have thought. I mean, it, like, like it just. I can imagine, like, if you're, like, really, there's in America, like, ultra conservative kind of families are just, like, they put this on. It's not real. Anyway. Yeah. So that's your, uh, that's your recommendations, uh, for, yeah. for this week. You got a little, uh, little Django Reinhardt, little Boggy Creek. And, Legend uh, of some, Bunk Creek and yeah. Next Generation. Yeah. Oh, I'm a nerd. I watched one Star Trek episode. Oh, I'm such a nerd. Uh. <laughs> oh my god, I'm such oh a big god. nerd. <laughs> I yeah. like, uh, yeah, I like the most popular film franchises. Uh, the most popular film franchises in the world. I'm so weird. I'm such a nerd. I'm so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like. Uh, yeah, I like really weird stuff like Star Wars and Marvel movies. Oh my so god! So random, so random. I'm so random. Have you seen that? Uh, because it's like normally uh, pickles don't have faces, but this uh, this pickle has uh, Rick's face. Um, so that's it's really it's actually really funny. Ruffle. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I got a, a couple of recommendations. Um, I recommend uh, a movie came out. Uh, I want to say a couple of years ago, um, called the Sisters Brothers. It's uh, uh, like a, a western western comedy drama, uh, I guess you'd, you'd call it. Um, it, uh, it it was a bit of a kind of a box office failure when it came out, but it didn't get a very wide release. Um, but I I don't get why because it's it's got such an insane cast and it's a, a really really great movie. Um, yeah, the Sisters Brothers. It, it's a um, it's about sort of two notorious uh, assassins who are brothers, um, and uh, they're sort of after this guy who uh, apparently has he apparently has a, a a divining solution for for finding gold and prospecting. Um, but yeah, the brothers are played by John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix. Um, in fact, I believe I think the chronology of when they would have filmed it. This might have been his the last film he did before. He uh, tragically became Jokerified, um, yeah. and we don't. I, I, I don't know if he's recovered from that yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, this was before he was uh, uh, Joker pilled uh, in the uh, in the current parlance of uh, you know doing anything. That there's you know if, this thing <laughs> if you're though. online and you just decide to start doing something, you are yeah whatever that thing is pilled. Yeah, I'm Star Trek pilled right now. Exactly. I'm, yes, I'm Lawrence pilled. is next generation pilled. I'm. Um, uh, yeah. I'm drinking a beer, so I'm beer pilled. Um. Yeah. So uh, this. Yeah. Uh, so yes, John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix. Um. And then uh, the other two guys. So there, there's a there's like a, a scout that's been sent ahead of them to find this guy with the divining solution. The scout is played by uh, 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 Jake Gyllenhaal. Couldn't remember his name. Just that I was about to say John C. Riley again, uh, but I know that that's not the guy's name. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and the uh, the guy with the divining solution is Riz Ahmed, um, who is a fantastic actor. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, 
I'll probably I've, I can't remember if I've recommended it already, but yeah, the night of the uh, the mini series that he was in for HBO, uh, really fantastic in that. Him and Jake Gyllenhaal were both really good in the Nightcrawler as well. Um, but yeah, absolute solid gold cast list there: John C. Riley, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Riz Ahmed. Um, yeah, just a great kind of great movie about um, about guys being dudes, basically. Just uh, you know, sometimes sometimes your homie is a liability. And then other times, uh, you're the liability to your homie, but you know what? You're homies and you got each other's backs. So, uh, you know, you kind of fill in each other's blanks and you're there for each other and you're a team. That's, that's kind of what the sisters brothers is about. Um, so yeah, really, really great, great film, great performances. Um, and it's a, yeah, a good, uh, a good watch. Um, amazing. It's considering that it, it was all filmed in, it was all filmed in Europe. Like it's obviously set like in, it's set in, uh, like, Oregon and San Francisco and stuff in like the mid 1800s. Uh, but it was all filmed in like Spain and shit, but like, you'd never know from watching it. Like it really does. It, it looks like the old West. It's, it's insane. Some of like the, the mountain backgrounds and the forests and stuff they go through. It's absolutely breathtaking. Some of it. Um, so yeah, check that out. Sisters brothers. Um, I don't know. It's on various streaming services. Um, check that out. And then I also recommend, um, there's not a specific recommendation I'll make here. I'll just recommend that you check out his work. Uh, a comedian called uh, Connor O'Malley, um, who is um, blowing up right now, quite rightly, because he, he's uh, he, he's like the kind of greatest comedic mind of this current generation of uh, of, of uh, co- comedy people. I think he's just absolutely um, kind of right on the edge. Like he he sort of goes further than you'd expect um i think a lot of people probably know him for he, he did it he did a lot of vines he did like this sort of extended run of vines when when that was still a thing where he sort of he started out as this character that was just sort of uh like a dumb guy that would yell stupid stuff like there's like one where he's like i think he's out by like the hudson river and then there's like a like a, a police boat goes by and he's he just yelling like oh hell yeah pip killed a mermaid five oh um, he's just yelling at this, but and then like as as the the more and more the vines go on, like the character sort of degenerates into him becoming more and more unhinged and just yelling, uh, kind of like more like just weirder and weirder stuff. Till it, when it gets to like near the end of the run of vines he's doing, he's just not even shouting words anymore. He's just bellowing, um, at, you know, passersby and stuff. It, it's a it's a really kind of fascinating. I think they're they're probably all compiled on YouTube. But one of the vines he did, which is quite is sort of particularly famous, I, I think a lot of people might have seen it. Is um, he's um, like riding one of those like ride on like ride on lawnmowers, and he's just like, "Hell yeah, I have the power of God!" And then you see that he's holding like a handgun, and then like the camera pans up, and it, there's a like <laughs> there's like a cop parked in the street, and he points oh, the gun at the him. cop. That's him. Yeah, that's Connor O'Malley. Um, and he, <laughs> I thought it was real. <laughs> no, no, that's. I mean, it might have been. Re- I, I, I don't know what happened after that. He probably he might have got arrested. But no, that's 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 Connor O'Malley. Um, so it, yeah, he um, he pops up in. Uh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson in a couple of sketches, which I recommended way back in an, an old episode. Um, yeah, and I think most recently on Twitter, he made a video, uh, kind of parodying those you know, those sort of like feel good news story videos where it's like, uh, you know, and now this news, like some good news or whatever. Uh, And it's about a guy that like learned to communicate with trains (laughs) 
Um, and it's, uh, yeah, ch- check that out. It's, it's very funny. Like I said, just check out whatever Connor O'Malley uh, content you can. I mean, he did, he's done so much good stuff. I mean, he did a, he did a, <laughs> he did a talk show in the middle of a lake. Um, so it's like, it's him wearing a suit swimming in the middle of a, a, a lake uh, with like his camera on it, like a, like a selfie stick. Um, he did a talk show on a bike where he's like doing a talk show while riding a bike. And he, he, but he did that recently in Portland where all the riots are happening and all the, like there's, you know, there's all these stories about like protesters being abducted off the streets by um, the FBI in unmarked vans and stuff. Um, So he was like in the middle of all of that, doing this, like (laughs) doing this bit where he's trying to interview people for his uh, talk show on a bike. It's like, like I said, it's quite like, it's quite near the knuckle. Some of it, you know, it's, it's really kind of like you, it's, it really kind of pushes, it really kind of pushes the boundaries. Um, but it, yeah, he's, he's, we, we need, we need Connor O'Malley. Um, we need, yeah, we need, we need people like that at the moment. Um, he's yeah, just a super, super funny, it's super inventive guy, like finding, finding something that's very difficult to do now, finding new ways to be funny, um, in, in the way that he does. So yeah, check out Connor O'Malley folks. Um, you won't regret it. Actually, no. He—he's one of the guys where you probably you'll either hate it or you'll love it right away. Uh, he really—he's kind of one of those one of those dudes. But yeah, I think he's an absolute genius. So check out Connor O'Malley. Watch the Sisters Brothers. Um, that's pretty much it, right? There's no other business. Not much. I mean, I just read that uh, Tottenham have si- going to sign Ho- Hobierg from Southampton. Ten million. That's oh, that's right. finally happening, is it? I think so. Yeah. Oh. oh well. See if that works out for him. He gets the chance to uh, play under Mourinho. Uh, what yeah. what player wouldn't want that? It's an uh, honour. Yeah. It's an honour. Oh, uh, that was the other thing. Quickly. So uh, let's let's the Newcastle takeover was it going to happen? Absolutely. Oh, what a shame. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, um, yeah, all those crooked ass uh, Saudi government people aren't going to get to take over. Yeah, Newcastle. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh well, I uh, I hope for the sake of all the Newcastle fans that somebody takes them over because yeah, clearly Mike Ashley is just a massive cunt. Um, yeah. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, subscribe to get more. And if you want more Junior Funners content, uh, follow us on, on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Junior Funners. We're on Facebook as well. Follow us along on Facebook. If you want to ask us a question or you got something to send in to us uh, that you think we might enjoy, uh, email us, juniorfunners at gmail.com. Uh, I haven't actually checked the inbox for a while, but I assume it's uh there's nothing nothing to see there um yeah bye